You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 88. Hello, headhunters. How is everyone today? I'm doing a special Sunday edition, in fact. Um, I feel like my voice sounds a little hungover. <laughs> I had a, quite a birthday week and going out with a lot of friends in the evenings, and I'm not drinking anymore this month. Luckily, there's only four days left in the month. But anyway, um, so I'm putting this edition out because um, in talking with not just, you know, you women, like the housewives I talk to that want to be headhunters. I talk to your recruiters that are already recruiting. I want to get better. I speak to the women um, CEOs that are looking for a COO or companies that are wanting CEOs. And I'm looking at trying to find all women as much as I can. So I'm constantly talking and interviewing to all of you, right? Whether you're clients and then even friends. I feel like when I'm out with my friends, like recently, I'm constantly asking questions instead of business. It's more on personal life as women and, you know, what they find to be true. Um, and I'm constantly connecting, you know, people one to the other. I mean, I feel like in my job as a recruiter, if you're going to be a recruiter or asking yourself if you want to be a recruiter, you have to have that connection mentality where you meet one person, you meet somebody else, you're like, oh, that they would be good together, right? And um, whether that's personal, let's say you have done that socially with between friends or dating or with companies, you can see one company can really help another company or you, you can see a best practice you want to share. And us recruiters are obviously connecting great people to a great opening, but it's that whole connecting of people and bridging two people together. That's your main role. Tucker just ran in the door um, as a recruiter, right? So, but the reason for my call today is in thinking through all of this, I'm going to put a Monday mindset out tomorrow, but I want to talk about change management. And that sounds like a big, boring word, but it's come about because I want to make sure, oh my gosh, my dog has taken a show outside again. Um, if I'm not paying attention to him and I'm talking on the phone with all of you or anyone, he literally takes my shoes out in the yard and then throws in the air right in front of me. I'll have to take a video of that so you can see him. But um, the change management, it comes down to everything. It just needs to be easy, right? <laughs> I think all the companies I've worked with, right, they've all struggled, especially when I'm dealing with advising companies and their leadership team. Their biggest issue over the different software issues or implementing new software or hiring and personnel and all the drama BS that goes into running a company, what I'm hearing over and over, and this has been true since the beginning, is um, implementing change is really hard because everyone's used to doing something a certain way and you don't want to change it. And I'm that same way. I never want to upgrade my iPhone. My husband and kids have to make me because it's so delayed or slower than theirs because when I'm used to something that works for me, I don't want to learn anything new. I'm really happy just staying where I am. I don't want to change. You know, I don't, it's going to be difficult and it, and it happens even an upgrade, right? Like sometimes the contacts get messed up, contacts or different things. So it's really hard to, you know, even if you know the change is good for you, I know the new iPhone or the newer thing is often better, but I just don't want to go through it. Now, I guess my kids and my husband and probably the next generation, a lot of people aren't like that. Like they're like the early adopters. They're like the ones that wait in line for it, right? And so that's not me. I'm not how sure all of you are, but I will tell you when it comes to most of my clients, um, you know, they definitely will tell you that they, even if the CEO knows the good change and wants to implement it quickly, everyone underneath the CEO might not be on board. His leadership team, for instance, you can go to a completely new ATS system, an applicant tracking system, and you can get, you know, your HR, your recruiters, or uh, much of your team on board, but I bet you the executive team 
will want nothing to do with it. And I'm a little bit like that when I go into some clients, when I go in to advise, they actually want me to work within their new software system. And back in the day when I was um, doing this, I used to do that. I, would, I kind of jump in, I would learn all the new systems. But I mentioned to you before, you can get lost in the weeds. And then when you go to another client, there's another new system. You just can't learn all the systems. You can know enough just to be dangerous or be aware of them. But the reason the executives don't want to do that, they just don't have time for it, nor do they even want, I mean, everyone has time where they want to spend it. So I'm always cautious when I say you don't have time. Everyone has the same 24 hours. So they don't want to spend their time learning some new automated system, right? That's the same way I feel because you know what? Tomorrow, that's going to be out of fashion. There's a new automated system. And, but, you know, and so you can learn a little bit of it, but don't go too deep because it moves on, life moves on. And so the reason for this long, <laughs> you know, little rant on this is just as a reminder that you have to be easy um, for your clients to want to work with you. And um, the reason I think the f- close friends, I have my close-knit circle of people I kind of want to meet and hang out with, they are the easiest of friends. I mean, they just are. I mean, love them. And obviously, our personalities connect. But, you know, I can be gone or traveling for months at a time and come home. And those friends, you know, want to get together and we hang out just as if we never skipped a beat. And that's always been the way. When we're raising our kids together, you know, um, you know, you're busy with life. They might meet up just maybe once a month or once every couple months. And you know, when you're younger, you can meet weekly or daily sometimes, or the parties are all happening in the neighborhoods. But then as you evolve and you're just kind of growing older, you're busy doing your own thing. You might be traveling a lot more, not even in the neighborhood anymore. And But those friends that you keep, you know, they're kind of easy. They mesh easily well with you. And you have to remember that. I know for me, when I'm mentoring any of you all, it really has to be an easy relationship for me, I know, and that's very selfishly speaking, or I won't want to take on, you know, um, a mentee if it's going to suck up a lot of my time because my time is more valuable than any amount of money you could pay. Um, and so the same with my clients. The clients pay me much bigger figures, obviously, than mentees, but it still holds the same true. I mean, I can have a client that's paying me $60,000 or a mentee that I'm asking for, you know, a hundred or a few hundred bucks uh, to mentee. And when those calls come in, if I'm more excited to pick up that mentee call than the client, I'll take the mentee call. <laughs> I don't care the client, you know, the corporate clients have the big bucks to pay me. I mean, I'll call them back later. I won't ignore. But, you know, just like I can be on the phone as well with a very expensive client or even a boss. When I take on some clients, I call them the boss. They're paying me. It's like a boss client to me, even though I'm my own boss. That's It feels that way, right? But I can be on the phone with my bosses or my clients and if my daughter calls, if my daughter calls right now, I'm hanging up this podcast to see what she wants. And so it's just this priority thing. But my point is being, though, but it's because the clients that I have and that I've attracted to me, luckily now, knock on wood, um, and the mentees that I have are the ones I decide to take on to do it together are the ones that are easy to work with. I'm not going to spend any more, you know, weeks or months trying to prove my worth or value. The people that come into my sphere right now in my world, they've already know my value. Maybe they've already seen it online. They've been referred to me. So I easily can just move right in to helping them, you know, get the results that they want. If it's for a corporate client, I might within weeks match up the perfect CEO for their company. If it's a mentee, within weeks, they're learning better recruiting systems and uh, sourcing systems and on their way to becoming a business owner or making more money, you know, making more placements. And so I feel like, but it's got to be easy. If it's going to be a struggle, I'm not doing it, right? And so I want you to remember that whether, you know, you're working with me in any capacity, it needs to be easy. And then remember that when you are going out to the clients, you want to make sure when you're calling your client up and they see your number come across that phone, 
a smile comes across their face and they can't wait to answer it because you know what? You're going to be really fast. You'll probably just be like 10 or 20 minutes of their time and they're going to laugh and they're going to enjoy talking to you. But it was also a very effective call because you gave them something they wanted or needed, right? And you can do that within 20 minutes. I mean, I have mentors of my my millionaire advisors that they'll do a Zoom video with me and they give me 15 minutes, right? And so um, it's amazing what you can pack into a shorter period of time. Again, my going back to recruiting, my interviews, oh gosh, I mean, I was ready to say they're usually an hour. They used to be 45 minutes to an hour long. Remember back in the day when I was trained by corporate, like GE and trained in Six Sigma process, and I got my green belt and, you know, process improvement, they were having me, you know, I read the book Top Writing and Fly Around and doing three-hour interviews. I mean, I was exhausted. I'd fly to some city and I'd meet five candidates, which was a lot of interviews, right, while I was there for whether it was just a day or a couple of days to meet. And I did these long interviews. I mean, even a three-hour, I would really condense probably to an hour and a half. Then we just chit-chat. I mean, those were just brutal interviews. And um, it was great because it was great for me to train and get in the depths of, you know, what I was seeking in my interview questions. But I don't do any of that anymore. I feel like people are wasting their time. If you can narrow all that down to the guts of it, which, you know, the guts, as far as that big secret, it's like, do you trust the person? <laughs> you know, do you trust what they're saying is true? They can do what they're going to say. They know where they are and where they want to go. And there's an easy path to follow. You know, it's easy, right? Those easy interviews I had, we were laughing about the interview and I couldn't wait to make a follow-up call. That's me, you know, it's a fit. If it's a struggle and they're like a little tense or it was not easy or I asked for something to be sent over, like a biz plan, it was like too lengthy or their emails were too long for me to read or a text. I mean, keep it, keep it simple, right? Keep, keep it simple, stupid was the old thing, the KISS method, right? Still holds true. So um, I'm not sure this, my Sunday rant was almost like what I used to do on a free Friday rant, but I was busy this Friday. So this is my little free thought thinking to you. It's still kind of my little, I do like Sunday strategy times for myself in the mornings around my businesses. And um, I was just thinking of you all about, I don't think I've ever done a conversation on just be easy with it, right? Make it easy for your client to implement you within their system. Make yourself easy to integrate within their system and the people you're working with to help hire. Um, if you're introducing software, I know a lot of you software salespeople out there, um, you know, it has to be easy. And we send all these benefits over of it can do this. It's like 10 times this rate and then 10 times more results and five times more this and that. No one cares. I mean, you could be selling gold, like I told someone the other day that called me. Um, it doesn't matter because it's time, and then I, it has to be so easy and really simple for me to understand why I should take the five minutes to implement this into my new system, right, into my world. So I hope that's helpful on this Sunday. Oh, my goodness. There's a giant falcon staring at me on my deck, and I would just want to get a picture, and he flew away. I don't know what that means, but um, I think it was a falcon. Crazy. So I hope this Sunday little message was good for you. Um, 10 minutes. So I'm going to keep these in under 20. I was trying to do 20. This is 10 minutes. So hope that's helpful. Um, if y'all haven't signed up, um, I'm getting full now for November. But if you want to be mentee in November, go over to headhuntinghousewives.com and get on my mailing list. And I'm still doing uh, a few more mentees in November. Otherwise, we have a wait list for 2Q for you guys who want to learn the whole business and shebang and then surpass 100K. Um, but otherwise, uh, listen, have a great, great Sunday. Happy hunting, housewives, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. 
Okay, wait, before you go, I want to do a quick shout out to our new sponsor, Entrepreneur Swag Shop. I really love their cool merchandise. You get 10% off if you're listening to this, if you run over to the .com, entrepreneurswag.com, so it's an easy run. Um, and they sell all kinds of cool products, accessories, t-shirts. The mugs are my favorite. They have one that says, my family is my why, which as entrepreneurs know, you need a really strong why to stick to this hard business. Um, so, but check it out, entrepreneurswagshop.com, 10% off. And they just understand that all of us entrepreneurs need some inspiration. It's not just who you surround yourself with, but also what you surround yourself with. So they have things that remind you of why you're doing this. Um, and they get, you can need a little bit of inspiration, a little push sometimes and a reminder because we're all in this together. You're not alone when you feel the doubt creep in or you're unconfident or all of a sudden not sure of yourself. You need that support. So you find that with other women like you do here with Head on Housewives, but you also can find it with cool merchandise to keep you inspired. So check it out, entrepreneurswagshop.com, 10% off today. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and I look forward to seeing you there.